It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Sammy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are the markets doing? We are seeing some green this week, Simi. So that is the good news. Uh, equity markets are having a real strong start to the week with U.S. markets rebounding over 2%. Uh, there's a few reasons uh, for these moves. Commodities pulling back. We saw oil is down uh, to about 96 a barrel after briefly hitting 130. Uh, peace talks uh, in Ukraine and Russia and also the Fed meeting today. I mean, they may be less aggressive with raising rates this year due to uncertainty over the war. Uh, and its longer-term impact uh, to the economy. So again, we're looking forward to hearing what uh, what they have to say. And again, I'm sure you're reporting as well about the peace talks and the possible ceasefire um, with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so that would obviously uh, have markets bounce even further if that was the case. And some of the strongest areas that are leading the market today are some of those growth focused sectors that have really been beaten up since the beginning of the year, such as technology or uh, consumer discretionary. Some examples, uh, you know, Lululemon, Aritzia, uh, Adobe uh, are all up anywhere between four and six percent. Uh, so again, volatility uh, is going to continue. I mean, there's lots of news coming out, obviously, uh, every day right now, uh, and markets are re- reacting to that. So the market is really focused right now, of course, on the war, uh, as well as interest rates. And uh, even though we're seeing a lot of positive uh, economic news out there in Canada as well right now. Well, what about the inflation rate, though? Yes, <laughs> inflation is moving higher. Uh, in Canada, increased to uh, 5.7% here. And again, that's up again uh, due to energy, shelter, food prices. I mean, we're all feeling it. We all know it's there. And, uh, you know, how do they combat that is uh, increasing rates. And so, again, what you need to watch out for, I think, as rates increase uh, and we're seeing high inflation is a few things. One, again, if you've got, you know, cash in the bank, cash in GICs, that generally loses money to inflation. Inflation, the higher that goes, the more you lose. Um, but again, with interest rates moving higher, I think we need to, um, you know, watch mortgage rates as well. Uh, anyone who has variable rates, you know, you're going to start seeing that uh, impact your bottom line, uh, likely, you know, later on this year, or early next year, which could also impact the real estate market as well here in Vancouver, although it's been so strong. So again, these are things that you want to consider uh, when investing and in which area to invest in. I always, uh, I always say to people, there's kind of four buckets you can look at. GICs, bonds, stocks, and real estate. And you need to kind of understand what's happening right now in the Canadian economy and globally uh, to make a decision for yourself what's best. Okay. that's a, There's a lot going on out there. It feels like it, it's, it's, something different is happening every single day. I always say I picked a career that's new and exciting every day. You know, I mean, you did. there are always things changing. And again, that's why I believe in active management. You got to change with it. Um, you know, again, today we're waiting for the Fed meeting. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, they're expected to increase interest rates by a quarter point this morning. So that we know. But the question is, is, you know, how strong are they going to be on the on the remainder of the year? Are they going to, you know, at one point there were seven rate hikes priced into the market already. Uh, you know, is that going to continue? I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty, again, around, you know, high commodity prices um, as well as the, the war. And, you know, whether seven rate hikes uh, is, is possible in, in one year and, and whether they should go ahead and do that to combat inflation will be the question, you know. And so if they kind of 
uh, hint to less rate hikes, uh, that could also be strong for the markets going forward. Okay, one of the other things we were going to talk about this morning is, and this I know a lot of people who are going through this, is just trying to talk to aging parents about their finances. Because, Lori, this can be so difficult. It's a like a form of independence. And sometimes parents, they don't want to talk about this with their kids. Yes, I, I, I'm probably dealing with this almost on a weekly basis. Um, I'm dealing with a lot of, uh, well, on, on both sides, I guess, uh, adult children trying to help their aging parents. And then I'm helping aging parents trying to explain their situation to their adult kids. Um, and, and it can be like an emotional transition, right? And, and a lot of adult, um, children, uh, feel uncomfortable a bit in this new role, right? Their parents were always independent. Uh, you know, how do you start that conversation? Um, and a lot of times I'm involved in those conversations to make things uh, go more smoothly, let's say. Um, you always want to, you know, when you're working with your parents, you want to, uh, you know, make sure that you respect their decisions um, instead of trying to take things over completely. Uh, you can start small, you know, helping them keep track of monthly bills, that sort of thing. Um, typically, it's easier for them to accept your help when they realize you're not trying to take away their control. Uh, although there are situations where you do have to step in in a bigger capacity, right? Um, in cases where there's dementia and things like that. But again, just remember that even if um, they're losing some capacity, it doesn't mean that they can't make or contribute to any financial decisions, right? So again, it's important uh, to handle uh, any situation when you're dealing with uh, aging parents uh, with empathy and also uh, keeping them involved uh, if they're able to do so. Right. It's really hard though, because I think for parents, sometimes they feel like, oh, I don't know, like why are kids asking these questions? It just turns into such a strange family dynamic when you're trying to get in there and find out more about you know, your parents' money. It is, but I think it also reaches a certain point where people realize, you know, they, you know, at some point they're going to turn into an angel, you know, they're not going to be here forever and you have to plan for that. And if you don't plan for that, uh, then you can, you know, kind of create a, a big mess for your family. So, you know, some of those um, items that you want to make sure that you have and make sure that, you know, somebody knows where they are uh, is, you know, power of attorney, a will, uh, any insurance policies, any financial right. accounts that you have, bank accounts, right? Like it's a real um, difficult situation for an executor, for example, uh, that doesn't know where anything is, right? Or where any of your accounts are. So that's you know, a good way to get into it, isn't it, Lori? That's a good way to kind of yes. start the conversation to be like, hey, listen, just for future reference, where do you keep all this stuff? Exactly, exactly. And and you start there. And then, you know, slowly over time, you know, depending on, you know, what age your your parents are, uh, or parent, uh, you know, but when you start looking at people in their 80s and 90s, a lot of the time, they, they get overwhelmed with some of that uh, financial, um, the financial things that they have to keep track of. So they're actually happy to help, uh, or ha happy to have their adult children help them. So just keep that in mind too. It's not always, you know, a conversation of, Oh, I don't want my kids to help. Actually, you know, my experience has been, um, you know, parents, uh, have one or a few trusted children that they want them to help them, you know, with their health issues as well as with their financial matters. And so I think that's, you know, as a family, you know, you got to kind of work together and make sure that everything right. is organized, make sure the right beneficiaries are, are on all of the accounts as well. 
Um, and again, updated wills and power of attorney. I, I guess that is very important. Yeah. I, I think 50% of the people that call me do not have an updated will or a power of attorney. Oh. And uh, they're always shy to tell me. And I'm like, no, you know what? It's it's almost normal at this point, but we'll help and, and get you organized. And so again, you know, when looking at uh, power of attorney, you want to make sure that you have an enduring power of attorney uh, that can help, um, you know, if a parent falls ill to uh, any form of dementia and so on. Uh, so again, talking that out with a lawyer is really important. Uh, working with a financial advisor. You know, I've seen some people in their 70s and early 80s have online trading accounts, and that's great while they're able to do so. Uh, but what happens if uh, they're not able to make investment decisions uh, for the family right. anymore, right? And so again, you want to make sure that you're working with a, a team that, you know, you trust that can get you through these sorts of things and also facilitate some of those conversations, right? Because you're right, it's, it's not always easy to approach. Uh, and the family dynamic, um, you know, may not be as easy. And so therefore bringing a third party accountant, uh, lawyer, financial advisor uh, can make sense in order to help you with this sort of transition. All right. Great advice as always. Thank you for that, Lori. Awesome. Have a great week, Simi. Thanks. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI or check out their website at pinkowski.ca.